podcast. That's your deal. You make money off a podcast. Your dad probably died when you were a kid, and I'm really sorry that happened to you. You're doing a good job, aren't you? A uh, little editing will make it a bit better. I'm waiting for you to say something worthwhile, though, because if not, I'm just going to scrap this whole recording. No, I'm sure you will scrap this whole recording, because if you're a real person... All right. And don't fucking take your time and then fucking control this little radio show that you have for all your friends on the internet. Talk to this guy who pretends that you're this guy on the internet. So, let's hear it. No? You're doing a good job, aren't you? Good job. back to school. I sold three lines to Portlandia for 1400 bucks. Bada bing, bada boom, suck my balls. Salt and pepper, um, Mrs. Dash, whatever you gotta do, suck them. Uh, helps with the mortgage payments. <laughs> God damn it. That was a snort. Short digression. I've run 13 Portland marathons, but I, I'm so old, I can't pull it out of my ass anymore. And I had colon cancer in 2009. So there was a pun there, you know. Holy poop. I'm pretty sure I can pull this off. Okay. I'm just having a menopausal breakdown from hell here, and I'm sorry. It's not fair. I'm a fucking United States. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, that's a B. Oh, I don't have an EpiPen. Sorry. No, yeah. I don't have an EpiPen. Sorry, I didn't mean to okay. assault okay. you or anything. Well, I don't, I'm allergic to bees, so it's where I was Gotta get them away. Well, uh, murder of crows. Murder of crows. Oh my god, how do you go back to college at 50? <laughs> I'm having a menopausal meltdown. Fucking hell. And I have no, I didn't bring my wallet with me, so I don't know how to. I just need a cigarette. Fucking hell, I think I have some wine in here. So... No, I don't have that. That liquid courage. <laughs> totally got this. 
I spent four years in that freaking Quonset hut after four years active duty Marine Corps. Two tours. Pulled it. Pulled that out. Another plane coming your way. Holy menopausal meltdown. It's like going. It's like going on the pill at 50. You know, the hormonal replacement. Bad idea written all over it. Holy crap. Suck my balls, gargle them. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Well, just be happy you're a dude. Or you have a total crazy woman. But I'm a United States Marine. I'm old enough to be your mother. I wouldn't wish this on anyone. This is not fair. Fucker, I'm gonna kick your ass when I meet him. Or he or she or it. Or... Totally got this. Yeah, you see, funny. Totally got this. Right. And I just fucked the living sh- shit of a 26 year old guy last night for t- I hadn't had sex in six years I still got it I just turned 50 and I still got it I, I was like put a I hadn't had sex in six years oh my goodness I still got it or I mean Got a We had great sex for 15 hours, and I was just like, ah! I mean, God darn it, it was just wonderful. God, I hadn't been fucked stupid like that in a long time. I pregunta palabras I'm having a menopausal Marine Corps breakdown in the back of a pedicab. Lazy fuckers who don't know how to use their fucking legs to... But, helpful. I'm trying to tell you something about my life. Maybe give me insight between black and white. And the best thing you've ever done for me is to help me take my life less seriously because it's only life after all short digression it's not it's kind of a karaoke moment (laughs) give me a moment did you make that up I'm going to tell you who it is here in a second. As soon as I give you the second one. I have to run a half a marathon on Sunday. I'm fucking skinny as shit. I'm 5'10 and a buck 30. That is fucking... And I'm just not a puzzle break. I went to see the doctor of philosophy. With a poster of Rasputin and a beard down to his knees. He never did marry or see a big grade movie. He graded my performance and said he could see through me. I spent four years prostrate to the higher mind. Grabbed my paper and I was free. 
believe me, the boss will break down. <laughs> I wouldn't wish this on anyone. I'm not crazy. I'm a United States Marine, two tours, Gulf War. Nothing happen- will happen to you on my watch. And I mean it, put my hands on your person. It's okay. All right. Monroe, cigarette. All right. <laughs> Holy poop. Oh my God. I'm having a better part of the First time somebody's. I never knocked on that VA's door until I got colon cancer. I. 17 years later, I'm going through a divorce. I'm dating a girl and colon cancer and well, there's trifling coming. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm old enough to be your mother. Anyway, oh my God. It was just. And I'm coming off three weeks of Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, try that arm for size. <laughs> What'd you read? Huh? What did you read by him? Oh, sorry. Oh, ow, ow, ow. Sorry, I'll, I'll take those bumps easier. Sirens are tight. Did you ever read Man, Man Without a Country? Yes. That's a good one. That was oh, a good, quick God. read. Okay, hold on, hold on. In other words, that was a warning, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm planting, I'm posturing, as, as it were. Palabra solamente, and I, I speak four different languages, but God, I can't pull a conjugation of a verb in Spanish out of my ass. <laughs> God darn it. I gave it a, I gave it a good goal. Crap. Monroe? Monroe. Mm. Gonna hurt us. Okay, but anyway. I mean, I... Short digression. Do you ever, do you ever listen for the spirit of the forest? I'm a tree hugger from hell, so suck my balls. Suck them, gargle, salt and pepper. Uh, no, I was trying to make a funny. Nobody gets my finger anymore. Dang it, I can't. Nobody gets my finger. Look. Hey, yeah. Uh, get up. Why are you here? Here, of the name of Lord. We are here to commit ourselves. Ourselves in this fresh. I work. Today, we take you to the new level. We climb to the most, the create. We bring life to the desert. Any questions? No questions. You love light power angel mystery false. Yeah, I have to say they are really messed up. Sometimes I'm trying to be good in art, and you know what I mean? Yeah. But you have to bring your power to the light. Like this flow and bump your life. Catch me? 
Oh, yes, sir. The uh, exhibit where they show the peacocks. They, they believe they've closed it down. They, they said something about animal cruelty. I sure do like coming to this spot. We're at a wonderful camp spot that I've been to here at Little Cultus Lake probably about 10 times now, at least. I've come thanks, here with my son. Thanks for sharing it with me. It's yeah. a nice spot. No problem. We should probably, we, we need to walk down to the lake before we go to bed tonight. I mean, it's... Yeah, it'd be cool. I like the lake. It's pretty. Little Cultus Lake. What's great is that not a lot of people come here it's not as highly traveled as a lot of other uh, kind of touristy Cascade Mountain lakes. Most people come here to fish. I just come here for the quiet and the solitude. Because uh, most of the time there's a well that's open, so you have a good water source. It's, we came in the quote-unquote winter time, even though there's no snow up here. No snow this year. Kind of an early spring, but the well is still closed off. It's a short trip, but it's nice to get out here to the forest. Kind of hear that still, calm voice that, oh, maybe that's what I'm referring to when I say the spirit of the forest. I don't fully know. Yeah. Maybe. That's a, that's a good idea, though. Something to think about. I do know that I like recording in the forest. Yeah, it's beautiful out here. It really, it really is nice how the... Uh, Stars were all out last night, but tonight it's a little cloudy. The stars are a little hazy. I think when you get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, you'll probably see the bright, bright array of stars. Yeah, I bet it, I bet it clears off in the middle of the night tonight. That's it was fine. so cold last night. Woke up, and it was just terrible. It was so cold. Everything was, I mean, it was below freezing out here. Yeah, I heard you got up a few times. I didn't get up at all. Well, I find that surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised. Kind of felt like I needed to pee at one point, but fell back to sleep. It's oh, a, look at that fire. That's one thing I really don't like about camping. I've, I'm i a bit of a wuss when it comes to... Well, I guess I'm not a wuss because I can put up with it. It's just it's so uncomfortable to sleep in a tent on the hard ground, even with sleeping pads. And getting up in the middle of the night to piss or shit, it's terrible. 
So I'm thinking about heading back to Indiana at some point, mainly because I would like to visit my grandparents, let them meet my children. Grandma and Grandpa Gomez, the only they grandparents I still have. What's that? They haven't met your kids? They've seen John plenty of times, at least two, three times, it seems. That's it? Well, Do not. You? yeah, I guess not enough. He is five, but they've not seen the new little one. The only grandparents I have left, and they're great-grandparents. I love them. Grandma and Grandpa Crawl, on the other hand, both are dead. And um, the earliest memory I have of Grandma and Grandpa Crawl, it was in Burnham, Illinois. I was must have been three, maybe four years old. My brother Jim, 14 months older than me, we were out playing. And this maroon Cadillac pulled up. It was Grandma and Grandpa Crawl. And they were encouraging my brother and I to take a ride with them. My parents had just divorced uh, within the last year or so. But they asked us to get in the car with them and just take a ride. And we had just seen a special on the Disney Channel about never talk to strangers. And we just had a feeling not to get into the car. And they continued to persuade us. Grandma Crawl showed me a business card that had the Statue of Liberty on it. She said, you see that? That's where your dad lives right now, and he really wants to see you. Don't you want to go there and meet your dad? It was the Statue of Liberty, and I remember even as a you know three- or four-year-old thinking, does he live inside of the spikes on the crown? Like, How does that work? I kind of believed her. I pictured he was the only one who lived inside the Statue of Liberty. It was like his house. I don't know. Either way, didn't believe it enough to get into the car. And I remember going home and my mom <laughs> freaking out. How did, how did you tell your mom what we happened? We told her exactly what happened, dude. And we looked out our big front room window and there was Grandma and Grandpa Crawl passing by again in their maroon Cadillac. Their plan had not worked. They didn't, they didn't get us. And my dad had made all kinds of threats against my mom, like that, she was, that he was going to kidnap us and mm. take us to the Philippines and... Just all kinds of crazy stuff. He was a malicious, awful guy. And I've only met him a time or two throughout my life. And I think it's better that I was not raised by him. I can't imagine how fucked up I would be having been raised by him. I already have his genes and his inclinations. People who know him say, Whoa, you are the spitting image of your father. And I guess there's a lot of uh, inclinations I have that I feel I need to push away and not be like him. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I don't... Because he did pass on a lot of bad traits to me. I won't won't deny that. How do you know, like, what he was like? I've talked to him on the phone a lot. My mom has told me quite a bit. In fact, my bedtime stories as a a four-, five-, and six-year-old used to be detailed accounts of horrible things he had done. This is what your mom was telling you when you were four? Yeah, yeah. I credit wow. my mom very much with my kind of dark sense of humor because she's very June Cleaver in her approach and demeanor, and she wants to be um, well-regarded, well-liked. She wants, she means well. There is no denying that. But underneath all that, there's such darkness. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think I feel like that's true for much of 
human beings today. Yeah, that makes sense. I would agree. I also just know a lot of my dad's attitudes on things, and uh, he's still a Southern Baptist minister. Really? Yeah. I'd say probably the primary reason that he and I don't have a relationship. Anytime I've talked to him, I, I don't feel like he's real with me. Uh, and yeah. he's always, you need to turn your life around for God. But he was pretty, pretty weird guy. In, 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 yeah, by, uh, it's like, who are you oh. to tell me that? Interesting. Yeah, trying to make up for shit, I guess. You know? <sighs> I don't, I don't fully know, but I, I think he lives in a lot of, he lives in a delusional world. I think he's a legend in his own mind, and That's, you know, possible. You had a more vanilla upbringing. You had mom, dad, they were there. Yep, they were all pretty pretty calm. They thought we were trouble trouble kids sometimes, and we, we knew, of course, how troubling all the other kids were and how we were so not like that. Yeah, see, it's kids like you who grow up with no stories to tell. <laughs> it's true. I, didn't, I never climbed a tree. You never climbed a tree? Nope. Nothing well, beyond, like, a couple of feet up, just... You know, in the apple tree out front. Would they tell you, don't climb? No, I just, I just, you know, didn't want to break my leg or something jumping out of a tree. Didn't want to fall out of a tree. I guess I climbed some pine trees in our backyard, you know, three or four feet off the ground. That was it. My stepdad's Aunt Annie, she was an older woman. When we would go swimming in the lake in Dowagiak, Michigan, she would get so nervous that we were going to drown. She was just so fearful of water. I, I remember... I remember so many adults being so fearful about things like that. Drowning, getting struck by lightning. They, you know, a, a lot, lot of times they, they may have witnessed somebody drowning. Have. Back in the day, like, you know, drowning kinda, was like... Because kids used to be able to go out and play yeah. and more accidents happened. They kept us Created this generation of weirdo adults that are afraid of, you know, didn't let their kids live. Yeah, I mean, you, get, you, can't, uh, you can't discount people's experiences. I mean... There have been times I've talked to, oh, on the religion note, talked to people about religion, and I think there's some good ideas, sure, but a lot of religions have good ideas. Having to take it all literally and right. accept it all or or burn in hell, I, I just, that rings of fairy tale to me. Yeah, well, and it's The idea of heaven or hell after you die. Kind of the idea that, you know, what is, you know, what does God want? Does God want us to be all right? We'll just make it happen. It'll be okay. Like, you know, we don't have to have, like, options for, like, going, you know, whether it's heaven or hell. Just send us to heaven. Make it make it better. If it doesn't like it where, if, if this God doesn't like how things are, then just fix it. You know, otherwise we'll just keep working on it. You know, no matter who you ask, you'll get, you always get a different opinion because everybody has a different idea. Even those who've been brainwashed by a certain church, you get to the meat of any individual, and they all have their own ideas at the end of the day. I like the mystery. I like the idea of not knowing. I like the um, comfort of the void. I like not having to saddle myself with, with something that heavy and taking it that literally. Yeah. Glad to be free. Yeah, Look at that. Oh. Sure do love the heat of a campfire. We don't really have that many uh, thick logs oh. that are going to uh, burn too long, but these are, these are some decent sized ones. Do you want to take a walk to the lake? 
Oh, let's burn this up. Oh, we gotta go it? to Little Cultus Lake, man. Let's see what time is it. It's places like Little Cultus Lake here where we are. Where you don't, you just don't even have to listen too hard, and you feel, you hear, you experience the spirit of the forest. Even uh, even though it can be silent. You feel it though. Sometimes it takes a little while. You get here and you sure you experience the beauty you are taken in, but it wasn't until earlier today, about you know, twenty four hours after arriving here, that I uh, started to really feel that still uh, mysterious presence. That spirit of the forest. You know, to think that we all just came from forests and grasslands and jungles. We used to live comfortably, or at least capably, in these kinds of places, and now they're so foreign to us. Yeah, it's almost novelty to get somewhere where you can actually think and uncloud your mind for a minute. I do kind of like the distant airplane noises we hear up here. You can hear them way in the distance. Uh-huh. Kind of cascading roar of a distant airplane. We saw an airplane pass last night. Then we heard it, what, 20 seconds later? Something after like it was that. out of sight? Yeah. I need to spend more time in the forest. Me too. I say we walk to the lake. Take in some of this night forest air. Yeah, all right. Let's do it.
Wet Lodge is a uh, dome-shaped kind of a hut type thing that's covered with blankets. It's got a blanket for a door. It's tall enough you can sit inside of it. We make it out of uh, willow branches to form the ribs and then just cover it with blankets. Thousands of years ago, it's how we bathed when there was no rivers or anything. We'd, we'd uh, use a sweat lodge to cleanse ourselves. And I believe over the years, it kind of evolved into what it is today is, uh, at least for, for me and my friends, it's more of a religious thing. Uh, we sing prayer songs in there. We, we feel closest to the Creator in there. Uh, it's a place to go to sweat and to pray and to give thanks. And when we sweat, we cleanse ourselves physically and spiritually. Uh, we pray for all of those we love and care about, and we give thanks to the Creator for all the blessings He's given us in our lives. I live on the Umatilla Indian Reservation. I wouldn't live anyplace else. It's beautiful here. The rocks we get are a special kind of rock. We go down, uh, we travel down to the Hood River, and there's a certain spot down there. We gather our rocks, and they're all. I got a bunch there I've had for a couple years now. I haven't had to use these rocks last a long time. These here I've probably used for two years. They last forever if you take care of them. Uh, the medicine root we use in here is uh, we one we gather up in the highest mountains here in the Blue Mountains. It's uh, called Kaush Kaush. We gather that and we cut it up into pieces and put it in a little bag and use it in the sweat lodge. Start sweating with the dust them off. I kind of call this washing the face. Because it's the... Uh, well, we talk about this being the old man. You're talking to the old man in here, the sweat lodge, the creator. and Because uh, it's dusty, you can... See, if we had the door closed and did this, then we'd be choking on dust. So we do this with the door open so that the dust won't get us. And I use uh, the sage came from South Dakota. My friend brought it from there. And we use medicines like this to clean out the lodge. If anything was left in here from the last time that's not good, clean the lodge out.
while scenes like this building, a once blossoming, promising tech firm housed in Corvallis, Oregon, are increasingly commonplace. They were built beyond their long-term means, and now they sit, an empty shell, another vacant mark on an abandoned corporate ghetto, a behemoth manifestation of a depressing monoculture at large, living well beyond its long-term means. Holdis Yardley, PCP News. That was Holdis Yardley from our London Bureau, reporting live in Corvallis, Oregon, on the United States' west coast, where this breaking report was just filed from our correspondent, Hans Drummond. Internationally hated stand-up comedian Dan Crawl was found dead in his home late yesterday evening, following a tattered career of appearing at notoriously bad and seedy clubs in cities small and large across the globe. He was known most for his often hilarious observations of everyday life. You ever notice that when you're trying to strangle someone with an extra-large neck that it's practically impossible to cut off their circulation? It's the worst. While sometimes his material touched on deeper subjects. You know what would be a really absurd invention? A motorhome without a roof. He is most infamous for a joke told at a Corvallis, Oregon tavern that was so moving and resonated on such a level with the audience that they rioted and burned down the historic bar, overflowing into the streets and killing over 250 residents of Corvallis. Before we move on to sports and weather, we have a quick clip of that fateful evening which marred the career and reputation of a once-known hero in the world of stand-up comedy. So some friends called me up the other day and they wanted to have a jam at my place. We scheduled a time and they just flaked out. What's up with that? I mean, come on! What's the deal here? I mean, really. That was Hans Drummond in our bureau on the west coast of the United States. Moving along to the sports report, it was reported that golf was indeed the most boring sport that could ever be put on television by a survey of over 3,000 definitely get cooped up for days on end when the weather gets like it is right now. We are in a remote area and it's, you know, it can get long out here if you live out, you know, living out here.
This edition of The Spirit of the Forest was produced, edited, and recorded by Dan Crawl. A special word of thanks goes out to the voices in this episode, which include Sandy, John Knight, Lakakutspu, Dan Crawl, some unknown callers on Dan Crawl's business phone, Matthew Unotu, and voices from Dan Crawl's audio composition, Rural Isolation, which appears on the 2010 release, Non-Formula Equinox. True appreciation exists for the music projects Parallax, Yenpox, and Vladimir Usachevsky. I'm Abel Mandrohectens and Feinzer den Hounsenpeel. Until next time, so long. <laughs>